When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Stephanie. And James. Before we start the show, we have some news we wanted to share with our listeners. Next week, we'll be releasing our last episode of The Best New Ideas in Money. We've had a great time unpacking all of these ideas with you over the last two years. And not to fear, MarketWatch isn't leaving your headphones entirely. We're working on a new show. For more on that, stay tuned. But for now, we have a few more episodes we'd like to share with you before we go. And we hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed making them. Thanks. A lot of people look at their paychecks and they don't think about all the things that they don't see in that magic number that goes into their bank accounts every month. The things that your company offers can maximize your long-term savings a lot. Welcome to The Best New Ideas in Money, a podcast from MarketWatch. I'm Stephanie Kelton. I'm an economist and a professor of economics and public policy at Stony Brook University. And I'm James Rogers, a financial columnist at MarketWatch. Each week, we explore innovations in economics, finance, technology, and policy that rethink the way we live, work, spend, save, and invest. Stephanie, it's everyone's favorite season. I'm a big fan of fall, too. No, not fall. Enrollment season. And to help our listeners make the most of it, we're joined by one of my colleagues at MarketWatch. So every year, your company is going to make you re-enroll in the benefits that they offer at one point or another during the year. A lot of companies do this during the month of October. That's Beth Pinska, a financial planning columnist at MarketWatch. It sets people up to make a decision towards the end of the year when they might be thinking about end of year decisions and next year. And what you do is you sign up for your health insurance and any other supplemental benefits you might have. And then those benefits click into place in January of the following year. A lot of people take that time to reevaluate their retirement savings as well. It doesn't have to be done at any particular time during the year, but a lot of companies sort of bundle marketing of the benefits enrollment with doing an evaluation of your 401k just because they have your attention at that particular moment. Beth says enrollment season is a good time to evaluate more than just your 401k. It's a moment to more broadly take a look at your financial planning and goals for the next year and beyond. I think a lot of people look at their paychecks as what their company pays them, and they don't think about all the things that they don't see in that magic number that goes into their bank accounts every month. But the things that your company offers you that aren't on there are really important and can maximize your long-term savings a lot, like health benefits, health savings accounts, flexible spending accounts, anything that saves you money on your taxes will save you money on your paycheck and overall in your life. Your 401k benefits might come with an employer match. 
So you definitely want to contribute up until that match because otherwise you're leaving several hundred dollars a month on the table that you could have for yourself. Depending on the stage of life you find yourself in, how you might best take advantage of enrollment season can vary. We asked Beth to give us best practices for three different scenarios. Let's start with a younger worker at the beginning of their career. We asked for something simple to focus on. One great thing to do every year is assess how much you have in your savings if you had an emergency. The common stat that flows around is that most Americans can't put their hands on $400. If they had something that they needed to put their hands on money fast, they can't do it. So you really want to make sure that you have a pile sitting somewhere safely away from your regular spending money that you can access if you have a problem. Think about what would happen to you if you had a car situation and you relied on your car to get to work. Then all of a sudden you can't fix your car because you don't have enough money saved and then you can't get to work. So you can't earn more money in order to get the money you need to fix your car. People get stuck in this cycle and they just can't get out of it. So they end up losing their jobs and they can't afford anything at all. And it just becomes a, a bad situation. Beth says the first thing you want to do out of the gate as a working person is to make sure you're saving money on the side, away from your usual expenses. The number one way that psychologists and financial experts and anybody who talks to you about how to work with your money is get it out of your checking account. If it's there, you're going to spend it. You want it to be invisible to you. And your company, your paycheck, makes it easy to do that. You need a savings account, and then you go into your payroll system, and you just tell your payroll system to take some percentage or some dollar figure from your paycheck every pay cycle and put it in the savings account. And it's like so easy. And sometimes I tell people this and they're like, ah, you know, I don't really need to mentally trick myself like that. I know what I can spend and what I can't spend. And great, you're like superhuman if you can do that. Most people can't. But sometimes I tell people this and this like aha light bulb goes off in their heads. And they're like, oh my God, if I did that, I could save and not think about it. And that would be so amazing. I had a colleague who did this. She was a young woman and she was trying to save for a house and couldn't figure out how to do it. And she started to do that. And she came up to me like you know, six months later and she's like, I'm starting to look at houses because I have enough saved now. To be clear, you can choose to divert part of your paycheck to a savings account at any time, not just during enrollment season. That practice is sometimes called split to save. But Beth points out there's a reason to do so when making your elections for the new year. By then, it's late enough that you have a better idea of what you've spent. You can count sort of the number of paychecks until the end of the year and calculate very easily at, towards the end of the year that you couldn't calculate at the beginning of the year because there are so many unknowns. So you also have a good idea of what you can afford to save. And Beth says your employer makes it easy for you to do this because they want you to save. Your workplace wants you to save for retirement. They want you to not be worrying about money when you're at work. They want you not to miss work because you have a financial emergency. They want you to be present and working and emergency savings help people to be able to do that. 
And now workplaces are focusing on emergency savings. And there are all sorts of pilot programs out there. Prudential has a big one at many companies that they provide services for. There's one called, literally called Split to Save. And a lot of companies adopt it. And what they do is they just try to come up with innovative ways to get you to save. One company I talked to that tried to do this in a pilot program, they started with new employees that they were onboarding. And when they would go into human resources, they would sit with the forms and fill out their initial paycheck information. And the company would say, we are doing this pilot with Split to Save. You know, what we want you to do is put down some amount or some percentage on your form to go towards savings. It was an ice cream factory for a big supermarket chain. And they found that the employees were like, what? No, we don't, they didn't even have savings accounts. So the company had to take a step back and they had to partner with a bank and the bank would come in first to the human resources session with new employees and they would help the employees set up a savings account. And then you went into the second room where you filled out the forms to direct your paycheck, part of your paycheck into the savings account and the rest of it into your checking account. Companies have learned that like you really have to meet people where they are because people aren't necessarily set up for all of this optimal financial organization. You know, people don't have the tools that they need. They don't have the education that they need. They don't have the motivation they need. And it, they come upon emergencies and then they don't know what to do. And it's just merely a matter of inertia and lack of understanding and most of all that the financial systems that we have in this country are complicated you know the system should be built for people to easily access it and it's, it's just not coming up we walk through a few more ways that you can maximize your compensation through your elections this enrollment season that's after the break Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Welcome back to the best new ideas in money. Before the break, MarketWatch columnist Beth Pinsker explained why it's important for younger workers to build up an emergency fund and how opting into split to save programs can help. Now we're going to turn our attention to another benefits option that Beth says many companies offer, a Roth 401k rather than a traditional 401k. People have heard of Roths because there are traditional IRA accounts, which is a retirement account that you have for an individual. And then there are Roth IRA accounts. And people sometimes know the difference and sometimes don't. But what happens with a traditional IRA account is that you take money that hasn't been taxed yet 
and you put aside a portion of it and that money goes in before you pay tax on it. So it lowers your tax bill overall for the year, which is a huge savings to you if that's what your main goal is, savings right now. The Roth option, you pay the tax on that income now. And then when you take it out in retirement, you don't owe tax on it. Beth says that paying the tax up front is a good move if you can start doing so when you're young. But it's also something that people in the middle of their careers might want to think about. That doesn't save you any money today, but it saves you a lot of money for your future self. And what a lot of middle-aged workers start to figure out is they've deferred, 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 deferred for many, many years. And now they've got really nice retirement savings. They start to look at what that's going to look like when they start taking that money out. And they're like, oh man, that's going to be a lot of taxes. So then you start to consider well, maybe it's better at some point to switch and put my money in a Roth. If you can do this when you're young and the amounts of money are very small and you can get that money, pay the tax on it and get it put away safely for retirement without having to think about it, it works the same as split to save, right? It works on your mind as a mental trick that like, okay, that money's gone, put away safely and I don't have to think about it and you just get used to paying your tax on it now. That's great if you can do that because your future self will thank you very much. For today's workers who are 50, like me, this wasn't an option for us when we were 25. This option has only come in the last couple of years. It's only gained a foothold at companies in the last year or two. And now it's offered by a majority of big companies, but not a lot of people take it, right? So only 17% of workers at big companies make use of some form of a Roth 401k. It's not a lot of people, considering how many use a traditional IRA or 401k. So there's still a long way to go for the number of people who could utilize this option and who could make it work for them. There's just not a lot of people who have done it yet. The final benefit we talked about with Beth is one that you may have seen introduced in your workplace recently. So another benefit that is new that a lot of companies are rolling out that you might not have heard of before is life insurance with a long-term care rider. And yes, it is probably as complicated as that sounds. Life insurance people pretty much understand. Long-term care insurance is a separate benefit that sometimes is offered by companies, but usually you have to buy it on the open market. And what long-term care insurance does is protect you against a future disability where you need to have care of some sort. If you're older and you need a live-in aid, if you need to go to a nursing home or assisted living, long-term care insurance covers expenses for you when you cannot do the simple things of daily living, like dressing yourself or going to the bathroom by yourself. And a lot of older people need help with those, and it's very expensive. A nursing home can run $12,000 a month. Home care can run $3,000 a week. It's not an easy prospect to consider paying for that when you're 80 and you need to plan ahead for it. And long-term care insurance lets you buy an insurance benefit where you pay in premiums over time. And then when you have a need for it, 
it kicks back money to you in some form of benefit, whether it's a payment per month or you have to submit receipts and you get money back. Beth explains that a long-term care rider on a life insurance policy works like this. You pay the premiums into an insurance company, and if you need long-term care, it will pay out part of your benefit toward that need. And then when you die, it will pay out a life insurance benefit to your heirs. And if you use the long-term care rider for any purpose, it lowers the death benefit that's available after you die. So it's a trade-off for people. Do you want life insurance or do you want long-term care insurance or do you want this combination of things? And the reason companies are offering it is because it has gotten so expensive for retirees to pay for these costs that they are getting offlaid to the government in terms of Medicare and Medicaid and the government wants companies to pay for it. So in Washington state, the government mandated that companies provide some sort of long-term care benefit. A mandate is pending in about 17 other states to have companies provide some sort of coverage like this for employees, the same way they do health insurance. And so companies are trying to get ahead with, of it by offering some sort of benefit to their employees. Beth says there's a need for long-term care insurance. In the same way that employers traditionally provide life, disability and short-term disability insurance, companies are now realising that long-term care insurance is necessary as people are living longer and facing huge health care costs. There are problems with it, though. And so the offering that your company may roll out to you is going to be complex. It's going to have a lot of variables and it's going to be hard to figure out for you whether it's worth it or not. And therefore, you're going to want some help and you're not going to want it from your company. Some of these offers come with like a very much hard sell. There's a deadline pending. Don't you want to take care of yourself when you're old kind of message? And it can seem like a make or break kind of decision, but you need to take your time with it because it's complicated. Beth points out that the pricing of these products is most advantageous when you're younger. But if you take it when you're young, you end up paying in almost the same amount as if you were just buying it on your own. So you could give the insurance company $300 a paycheck, or you could just save $300 a paycheck and let it grow in your account invested. And you probably end up about even over time. The people who benefit most from these policies are going to be older workers who already have a sense of what their health situation is and what their parents might have gone through so they can get a little preview of what their old age might be like. Although it's not always a one-to-one -one relationship, it mentally affects people when they have a parent that goes through a challenge that they have to help them with. They think about it and they're like, oh, I better protect myself from that. And that's when people have that wake-up call that they need to do something and have some kind of insurance. So if you're in your late 50s, early 60s, and you're still working and your company rolls out one of these benefits, then you might want to look at the pricing and see if that works out for you. But the pricing at that age is going to be pretty steep. The insurance industry problem with that is the problem that's been plaguing the long-term care industry all along. 
it's sick people who end up buying this kind of insurance or people who are likely to get sick. And the way insurance works is that you need healthy people to pay into it in order to subsidize the people who are sick. And so when you only have the sickest people applying for it and who have the most need, they end up, you know, sort of flatlining the bank reserves at a certain point and they go out of business. So it's a worry that the companies that are offering these policies, like where are they going to be in 30 years? A lot of stuff can change in the economy, in your life, in the economy of the company that's offering it. There's a lot of variables to consider. While making financial and health-related plans during enrollment season can be stressful, Beth says really evaluating your options and having a plan in place can ultimately bring you peace of mind. I mean, some of the things that we're talking about here today, like, really take seconds, you know, and they can be life-changing. And it's worth it to put in the effort to do it and understand it so that you can feel good about your future and can sleep better at night. I mean, I know I do because I had a car issue this morning and it makes me feel better to know that if my car would have flooded in the rainstorm this morning, that I would have been okay. So it makes sense to take care of these things, think about them when you're filling out the forms, figure out the best plan for yourself and then leave it till next year. Just go with it and be happy and prosper. Thanks for listening to the best new ideas in money. You can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating or review. Thanks to Beth Pinsker. To learn more about the latest in financial planning, head to marketwatch.com. I'm Stephanie Kelton. And I'm James Rogers. The best new ideas in money is a podcast from MarketWatch. The producers are Meta Lutzhoft and Katie Ferguson, who also mixed this episode. Melissa Haggerty is the executive producer. Tim Roston was our newsroom editor on this episode. The Best New Ideas in Money theme was composed by Sam Retzer. Stephanie Kelton is an economist and a professor of economics and public policy at Stony Brook University and not part of the MarketWatch newsroom. We'll be back next week with our final episode of The Best New Ideas in Money. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.